Villains, I shrieked, dissemble no more. I admit the deed. Tear up the planks. Here, here it is, the beating of his hideous heart. Well, welcome back, guys, and this is the room of uh, the attic. I had no idea we were starting. <laughs> wow, okay, we're in it now. Yeah. All right, the room above the attic. Um, what is this? It's uh, our Halloween special episode. I know. It is Halloween today. It is Halloween today. All Hallows Eve. Which is why we are recording it on Halloween. <laughs> yes. Yes, we're uh, getting ready to for the uh, festivities tonight yeah actually in my classes today we did like the cultural reasons behind halloween i only had two of them but we discussed it in both which was pretty cool oh nice well, that's cool mm -hmm. and what did you learn any cliff notes um well it used to be a pagan holiday right and then they were like uh no you can't do this but then no one listened because it was fun they were all having fun. Mm. And so it's like it's... a social release. So it's... from a pagan holiday to a holiday for children. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's interesting. Well, what they did is like, there is a, I forget the exact name for it, but then the church was like, um, so you can do this, but you have to come to church the next day. Oh. Always got to be the church. Mm -hmm. uh, the church has always got to get its cut. Yeah. Yeah. And then in my other class, we discussed how it's like a social release and that you can dress up as who you want to be. Mm -hmm. And you can just pretend that you're that person for a few hours. Well, yeah. So. It's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a fun day. I it always, is a fun day. You know, we always dress up. We still dress up, don't we? Me, me and mom. Yeah. And, and you. Me. And you're getting older now and you're, yeah. you're still dressing up. I think it's fun. Why not? We should all do it. We should. Yeah. Obviously, your younger sister is still doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, we got a special episode tonight, and I have no idea what it's about uh, or what's I, what's going on. I gave you a little clue in the beginning. But... You gave me a clue. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I do have to admit, I wasn't quite prepared for that, so <laughs> I, I did not hear everything. It's okay. She, seriously, did. she she hit record and just did it without me. I, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> so, all right. All right. So, <clears throat> we are going back to Salem. Salem. Okay, I'm guessing this has to do with witches. Well, we'll just have to see. <laughs> okay. This is the evening of, of April 6th. We're in America. Yes. The New World. Mm -hmm. Yes. Some some uh, Puritans, I think, of Puritans. Is that who it was? Back in the day, they were uh, trying to uh, get the uh, religious freedoms from the monarchy. And they mm -hmm. came across, and they're extremely uh, devout in their religion, and a little too devout, as I'm sure we will find out in this, in this story. Uh, maybe. Okay. All right, so we start our story on the evening of April 6th, where an 82-year-old named Captain Joseph White... 82-year-old Captain Joseph White. Yes. Okay. He was a wealthy shipmaster and a trader. Okay. And um, in the morning, 
So April 7th. Okay. 1830. He was found murdered in his home. 1830. Mm -hmm. I would have thought this would be around the 1700s. Mm -mm, It's the 18. Or even 1600s. But 1800s. So this is... This is still like, this is Wild West, although that's not the Wild West. Yeah. Okay. All right. So White lived in a landmark house with a few distant relatives. Okay. Like, everyone knew where he lived. Like, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a well-known house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He lived with Benjamin White, who was a house um, handyman and his relative. Okay. And then he lived with a domestic servant, Lydia Kimball. All right. And then Mary Beckford, the housekeeper, and his niece. That's it? It was his niece? Yes. So, like, all of his people working for him, almost all, are are related to him, too. Mm -hmm. And then Mrs. Beckford's daughter, who's also named Mary. Okay. So his grandniece. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Mary Jr., Uh we'll just call her for the purposes. I don't know. I called her, like, Mrs. Beckford and then Mary. Okay. Yep. I like that. Mrs. Beckford is the mom and Mm -hmm. Mary is the daughter. Okay. And Mary lived in the town of Wenham, which is a few miles away from Salem. Okay. Um. And he was, she was married to White's grandnephew, Joseph A. Knapp. Okay. Um, so, let's get on to the motives. Okay, it's he was found boy. murdered, and now we're getting on to the motives. Mm-hmm. And who might have done it. Alrighty, so White, our victim, had recently told Mrs. Beckford that he had changed his will. Okay. Which was no surprise, because he did this quite often. Okay. He is constantly changing his will. All right. Cutting people out. Mm-hmm. Putting new people in. Right. And mm-hmm. because of this, he was not a loved member of his family. Right. Because what he would do is he would hold it above their heads to keep it in line. Oh. So if you didn't do something right, he you weren't getting his fortune. If you didn't fortune. do something he liked. You're, you're cut out of the will. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so, due to this, he'd change it a lot. Okay. Um, so, he didn't like Joseph Knapp, who married, um, Mary. Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reportedly called him lazy, cowardly, and a fortune hunter. Going after his money, mm-hmm. marrying Mary to get his money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Knapp worked for White for a while, but he married Mary without his consent. Um, Sorry, bud. Do you? She doesn't need your consent. Right. You know, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's not even her father. It's like his niece mm-hmm. or grandniece. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. But guess what happened when they eloped? What happened? He cut them out of the will. Oh, he fired Nap, and then he cut Mary out of the will. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, as you can imagine, this angered Nap quite a bit, because he was expecting a great amount of money once 
he passed away. Do you think he married Mary just for the money? Probably. That was a pretty big reason. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And he needed the money to pay his debts because he was in a great amount of debt. Okay. Um, So he's a pretty likely suspect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he somehow came to the conclusion that if the will was stolen and the captain was... um, if the captain died in state, into state, without a will, uh-huh. um, Mary would get all of the inheritance. He thought that would happen. Yes. Okay. Um, why would it just go to why? Why? I wonder why you would think it would just go to Mary. Mary. I know. I mean, it sounds um, like there's a bunch of other family yeah, there's members. There's a bunch of other people. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think he did? Uh, he ran away. No. <laughs> what did he do? Um, let's see what he did. Well, what he did was, uh, with the help of his brother John Knapp, they hired local criminal who's known for violence. His name was Richard Crowninshield. Are you going to tell me that this guy is actually the one that killed him? In a roundabout way. Okay. Um. Uh. So they hired a local criminal, kind of like a mercenary assassin type thing. Right, hitman. Yeah, mm-hmm. to kill um, Captain White. Okay. And the murder was planned for April 6th. April 6th. Yes. April 6th. Because it was, yeah, this was actually the perfect time for them to commit the murder, actually. Mm-hmm. It was, like, very thought out because m- Mrs. Beckford was going to be with Mary at their house okay. a few miles away. And um, their, the rest of the workers had the night off. Okay. So no one's there. So opportune time Yeah. for murder. Yep. And because of his mother-in-law and Mary, Joseph had easy access to the house. So he just walked in, went to the well, took it, and left. Okay. But not before... Um, leaving the black parlor window unlatched so Crown Shield could come in. Okay. And that night, the brothers waited outside for Richard, and he entered the house through the unlatched window. He went into the bedroom and hit White over the head with a heavy club while he slept. Okay. And the club was so heavy, it actually fractured White's skull. Wow. Yeah. Ouch. And then after he fractured his skull, he bludgeoned him with a club and, or, yeah, after he fractured that, he proceeded to stab him 13 times with a dirk. With a dirk. Yeah. That's a, that's a type of knife. Uh, it's a long dagger. I have, I even have a it's picture. It's a dagger. Guys. Yeah, I would call it a dagger. Uh-huh. Okay. Like I have a picture. Appreciate the picture. Yes. She even has photographic evidence this time, people. That's how special this is. I was so excited for this one. Okay. Okay. Yes, that is definitely a dagger. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. The murder remained unsolved for a split second, and the brothers got away with it. For a split second. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Until a plan to blackmail... Um, the Knapp brothers' father concerning the um, murder. So someone found out about it. Okay. And they went to their father 
was blackmailing the father. The father. Yeah. Huh. Not Nap, though. Yeah. Well, Nap was in debt. He couldn't pay. So they went to the guy, father that had money, probably. Oh. Right? Yeah. That's why Nap had yeah, this yeah, guy yeah, killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Um... And the entire plot had been found out by a petty criminal. Like, this little tiny petty criminal found out the entire plot. Well, yeah. I'm uh, sure people talked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he actually testified in court. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they were pro- the Knapp brothers were prosecuted... By Webster, who was one of the best prosecutors of this time. Okay. And a lot of people think that maybe if it hadn't been Daniel Webster, they would have gotten away with it. But Webster was just that good. Hmm. Okay. Um, he had a memorizing way of speaking. Mesmerizing? Yeah, mesmerizing. Okay. Way of speaking. Um, and once stated in the, the proceedings... Horrific crime against an old man by those self-possessed with utter, self-possessed and with utter coolness. Coolness, okay. Coolness. Coolness. Yeah, they were calm. Okay. Because they thought they'd gotten away with it. They didn't care. They just were in it for the money. Right. Because Knapp offered, I think, um, they offered uh, Richard like $50 out of the fortune. Hmm. Which at that time was a lot of money. That was a lot, but I don't think enough to murder somebody over. But he's like a criminal. Maybe a lot. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But um, Daniel Webster was so good, he got them convicted. Okay. The Knapp brothers. Because um, Robert, they caught Robert, but then he hung himself using two handkerchiefs. Okay. And then they actually used that against um, the Knapp brothers. They're like, well, he hung himself, so he has to be guilty. Why would you do that if you're innocent? Right. Like, I think Webster said something along the lines of his suicide is a confession to the crime. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think that'd be allowed in the courts today. But. No, definitely not. Yeah. Um, but this case is famous because many scholars believe that this is what Edgar Allan Poe um, used for the writing of the Telltale Heart. Oh. And that he used Webster's courtroom summation as an inspiration for that famous poem. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So read that beginning poem one more time. Well, okay. Villains, I shrieked. Dissemble no more. I admit the deed. Tear up the planks. Here, here is the beating of his hideous heart. Okay. And as you may know, the telltale heart is a story about killing an old man. Okay. I actually don't know much about that yeah it, i don't know they always made us read it in school i think i read it like five times okay throughout my entire school ed, or 
public school education. So the Edgar Allan Poe element. Yeah. And I think it, Halloween. it I think it inspired one other writer, but I can't remember his name. But he was pretty big too. Okay. I wanna say it's like Haycraft. Mark Mark Twain. No, not Mark Twain. <laughs> Mark Twain didn't write about Murder City. Well people got murdered, I think. Yeah, in his oh. books. Yeah. And, yeah. That wasn't what they were about really. Yeah. I don't think I don't know. It's uh, been a I've long never... time. I've read Huckleberry Finn and Mark and um, what's the other one? Um, Huckleberry Finn and what's the other guy's name? Tom Sawyer. Yeah. I've read both of them and uh, they're very good books. Whenever you. But when I uh, they were I did it when I was yeah you know, young young young. I never read the books, so every time I think of Tom Sawyer, I think of Disney World. And the time. island. Yeah, and his free house. Well, you should you should read Tom Sawyer, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry. Is that Finn. the one with the fence, the fence boy? I think it was Huckleberry Finn that did that. Huckleberry Finn was an orphan. God, it's been so long. But he was living with two older ladies that lived together, and they took him in, and they I think they made him paint the fence, whitewash it back in the day and then mm. um they he didn't want to do it so he just made pretend he pretended that it was a whole lot of fun so other kids walking by would think it was fun and want to do it <laughs> that's smart yeah so that's actually i had, had a um summer job at this historical site and that's what we would do if we had like chores that we wouldn't want to do we'd get the visitors to do it for us by acting like it's the funnest thing like, you want to scrub the front porch? Come on, this is, like, so much fun. I'm having so much fun right now. Please, scrub the porch. You want to do some laundry? Use this old-time washing board? So people... Use the washing board. People were going to, to this ranch and um, on their vacations. Yeah. And you were making them scrub the floor. Mm-hmm. It's part of the historical experience. Nice. Hey, that's always that's what you do. That's a good way do. to do it, yeah. Like, that's the number way, one way to get out of what you want to do and teach people about history at the same time. So yesterday was the day before Halloween, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what one? movie did we watch yesterday? We watched The Crow, and I, it's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Such a good yeah, movie. Lee. It was a good movie. You know what? It still holds up. It still, obviously it was made in the 90s. You can definitely tell yeah. it was a 90s movie, but... Still a good movie. I know. And we watched it on Devil's Night, and the entire thing takes place on Devil's Night. Right. Which is the night before Halloween. Yes. And what other movie? Uh, Monster Squad. Monster Squad. Which I just came up with my new, which provided me with my new favorite insult. The scary movies are not your forte. No. So I have to find movies that you're not going to leave yeah. <laughs> in the middle of yeah right and i wanted to find a halloween movie so monster squad which is a 80s kids halloween mm-hmm. movie about defeating dracula and all the other big monsters the, yeah uh, creature from the black lagoon uh frankenstein which turned out to be a good guy in the movie mm-hmm. um the wolfman or the werewolf, werewolf. Uh, well, i think he's called the wolfman 
And then, um, was there anything else? Oh, um, the mummy. The mummy, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was good. It, it, you know, it's a good. If you have young kids, it's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a little young for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there moments. is one. There's a lot of curse words in it. Well, not Back a lot. Back in the '80s, you could curse and still get a PG-13 rating. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can today. Yeah, they're. I think they're a little strict, more strict. Yeah. Plus, they had a girl. They didn't show her naked, but they had her undressing. Oh yeah. And that's that was a little risque for a kids' movie. Yeah. You know. So. It was good. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you for the Edgar Allan Poe story. For Halloween. For Halloween. Because very he, nice. Apart from Emily Dickinson, who I haven't watched that series yet because someone won't get Apple TV. But, uh, this somebody? I'm yeah. not going to get Apple TV. Why I'm not an Apple have, guy. You know me. But do you not see all the amazing things they have on there? Like the Emily Dickinson Honestly, I've like, heard like series? two of their shows are good. The rest of them are not. <laughs> I know. And I think Dickinson was supposed to be good. And then I don't even know the other show. But like the show with Jason, Jason Momoa isn't apparently that good. I don't know. You can't always trust critics. Yeah. They're, they're wrong quite often. Because didn't they say, like, Stranger Things wasn't that good? Like, the first season, and then just people, yeah. like, ate it up. Yeah, I think they did not like it. Although the last season of Stranger Things is probably the best. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Where the, the mall and yeah. the Russians underneath the mall. That was good. That was just... Mm. It was 80s. It was pure yeah. 80s. It was good. We just finished up Bones, which is... Uh, yeah, TV show. That was that was made you sad. I cried a lot, mm-hmm. like because I I grew up watching it. Right. Like you grew from, up. You started watching it like two years ago. No, I was like <laughs> twelve. Okay. Thirteen. When you first saw it. Yeah. And now um, here I am. You know, an adult. I used grown. to watch a show called um, Quantum Leap. Yeah. And you, I know you've heard of it. Um, and that was back for the days where you, there was no on demand. There was no, if you, you could probably record it on your VCR. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even then that was hit and miss a lot of times. And, um, if you did really, if you didn't see it when it aired, you missed it. And, uh, anyway, that was my favorite show when I was a kid, Quantum Leap. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Scott Bakula, he was always r- r- making right what once went wrong, and mm-hmm. uh, but w- the last show, you never figured out. No, I, I don't know if you did. Like he was always trying to get back home to his wife. His mm-hmm. wife loved him, or he loved his wife, and I don't think he got to. I think he just kept on traveling through time, and it was really sad. Uh-huh. Yeah, he chose. He, it was just, you know, everything he was doing was important. And I mm-hmm. think he had the ability to choose to quit or to keep going. And he was like, I have to keep going to help people. Yeah. I believe. Is it kind of like in the end of Deadpool? He like yeah, just up... like Deadpool, Hannah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Where he no. picks up like baby Hitler and he's like, oh, I can't do it. And then the next picture is like him smothering him with a pillow. <laughs> baby Hitler? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> No, because he couldn't do it then still, could he? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't remember Deadpool going back in time. 
Why did he get to yeah, go back in Deadpool time? Yeah, Deadpool 2. How did he go back in time? I don't know, but he did. I don't, I don't remember Deadpool that much. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I think it's time to go. Okay. Cut it short. we got big plans tonight. I know. I still have to get ready. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're just like, you're like, all right, what? Okay. There's not, yeah, there's nothing. I'm not even going to mention it. All right. All right. So, uh, should we sign off? Um, yes, but before, like us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at The Remove of the Attic. Leave us a good review either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And Apple Podcasts, that would help. Yeah. Get us bumped up. More mm-hmm. people would listen. We're trying to find a song, an intro song. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll so, get that going soon. Yeah. That costs money too. And we're, you know what? We're just, I'm not made mo- made of money and she's a poor college student. So I know. we'll figure, we'll get it though. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. All right. All right. So, so uh, um, I guess we'll sign up. Yeah. If you find yourself on this podcast, that means you, you done, done been, been murked. murked.